In the world of Microsoft, it was a short week of big announcements. Happy Friday, friends. It is, we're, it's Friday. We're back, whatever we're doing. Um, quick scheduling note, I am traveling all next week, so I don't know if a show will go up on Friday or not. Uh, just keep that in mind, but it is Friday. We're doing it. There's a, it was a, a compressed short week of big announcements. I mean, that's that's really the best way to describe it. There's some big Windows news. There's some Xbox news. There's a lot of stuff. There's some questions. So let's just dive in, my friends. So Microsoft this week announced Windows 11 Insider Preview Build 25197. Now, they announce builds all the time, and we know that 22H2 is right around the, the literal corner here. But uh, Microsoft is starting to shove more features into these early release builds for their next major update that we assume will come in about a year, but knowing Microsoft, they could ship it really anytime. Uh, but in this release, there is the tablet mode is back, baby. So the tablet mode, if you're not familiar with it, and I don't blame you if you're not, it really just collapses the taskbar. So there's effectively two modes. There's collapsed and expanded, as Microsoft calls it. And when it's collapsed, it gives you just a little bit more screen real estate, and then you can swipe up and reveal it. I have mixed opinions on if it's good or not, because on one hand, yeah, it gives you some more screen real estate, which is always a great thing. But then to get access to the things that are on the taskbar requires an extra step. So uh, you know, that's, that is something Microsoft is testing and re-implemented. They showed it off previously and now it's back. And so I guess they're whatever, uh, there's new animations in the settings panel. This actually kind of came out, I believe from the last build, people found a way to unlock it using the Vive tool, but it is now back on the native build. And so if you're in the settings and you're rolling down the, the, the settings, really, you just, there, there's some new animations in there. Uh, spotlight UI on the desktop has a new interface again, that you can activate via the Vive tool. And really what it is, it allows you to get a lot more information about the image that you're looking at. So if you're not familiar with Spotlight, it's usually like, think of like picture of the day sort of thing. And so this gives you a lot more information and, and there's now a new uh, information panel that you can unlock and that will, I'm assuming could coming to a new build in the near future. And probably the biggest feature coming, at least from a security and development perspective, is Task Manager now supports live kernel dumps, which is a pretty big deal if you're trying to triage what is going on with your machine. And so that is just yet another feature that is included in this release. So there you go. That, that's one build. That is one build of Windows 11. So uh, other things coming on. There was a pretty nasty bug that shipped with uh, the last, I believe it was the last patch Tuesday. Either way, if you added an account to Microsoft's Windows 11, as if somebody else made Windows 11, I don't know why I phrased it that way, you couldn't log in. And so Microsoft now has the workaround pushed out. But if you ran into an issue where you created an account, then you couldn't log in uh, on any account. You weren't alone. You were not alone. That's actually a pretty bad bug. Uh, there's also a new material in the design language of the world of Windows 11. It's called Mica Alt. The best way I can describe this is it looks like right now Microsoft is only using this for uh, on the tabbed interfaces. Most likely File Explorer looks like uh, is, I believe where it was discovered and then Microsoft updated the documentation. It might come to Edge as well. But think about what a, a an active tab looks like on Mica and that is the Mica Alt material. Uh, things that Microsoft is sunsetting here is Microsoft is ending its scheduler meeting coordination service. Sometimes this was formerly known as calendar.help. 
And so if you were paying for that, which I'm guessing not a lot of people were, Microsoft is sunsetting that skew and it's going away. And so if you're paying for that, you're going to be soon stop paying for it because Microsoft is no longer going to offer it. And finally, uh, Microsoft Teams will now show up to 49 participants by default if you have a massive meeting. So that's at the seven by seven grid of just a lot of people uh, chatting on the Teams. On to the gaming news. Again, not a lot of announcements, but the announcements that they did make this week are pretty significant. So kicking things off, the Elite Series 2 core controller is now a, a thing. And so the, the TLDR is this, is imagine the black Elite Series 2 controller and then imagine all the bits that come in the box beside the controller. Delete that. And that is what the core controller is. And it's in white. Now, those extra bits, including the charger, uh, the extended thumbsticks, the paddles for the back can all be purchased independently for about $60 dues or 60 bones or uh, 60 or no, 60% uh, of a mini fridge unit. Uh, that, that can all be purchased independently, so you can piecemeal this stuff together, but I think this is a smart move. The core controller will cost about 50 bucks less, so if you piecemeal it together, it will be about $10 more, but it lowers the entry price for the Elite controller, which really just means that you're getting uh, fancier rubber grips, you're getting trigger locks, and the, the ability to tighten the tension on these thumbsticks, and I like mine really taut, and so I just cranked them all the way up, and I've never touched them since, but either way, that is a. Those are the primary three additional features. You they did not update the share button or the the center button that allows you to quickly change between uh, configurations. So I guess that is still there, and you also get access to the software, but you don't get the extra swappable components uh, out of the box at least. The one thing in that box that I do use that might be worthwhile to some people is the little controller charging stand. Remember, it's not it's not AA batteries on the backside power on that thing. It is, you gotta drop it on the charger and it's rechargeable. I haven't had any issues with battery life. That's not the concern, but that little charger is kind of nice. Otherwise, you're plugging it in with USB-C, which isn't the worst thing uh, at the end of the day. The other big announcement this week is that Microsoft is kicking off the journey to revamp the Xbox dashboard. Now, there's a lot of opinions out there. I'll just, if you're watching the video, you, you can see it up on the screen. Uh, my The biggest feedback so far is that, hey, like you can see less of the wallpaper than you could before. And so hopefully this is the start of the journey. And this is not the endpoint. Microsoft is just validating that it, it actually functions and works. But either way, Microsoft has announced that they are doing this and it is rolling out to some alpha skip ahead users. So if you win that lottery, then you have access to this dashboard starting on Friday, depending on when you listen to that, which is today. So Microsoft will begin rolling that out. And then the other big Xbox feature is that Microsoft is now rolling out the party chat, noise suppression, and more. This is a big deal. It gets rid of that background noise, but available only for the Xbox Series S and X. So if you're on an Xbox One, you will not be benefiting from this. But if you're on a new one, uh, then it, it is on by default. And I think it's a good deal or good deal, a good thing as long as it works as expected. And so uh, we'll see how it shakes out, but it should hopefully kind of reduce that like kids screaming or mom screaming at the child in the background sort of thing, if you know what I mean. Now, also, breathing in the mic is supposed to be detected and to mute all that out. So either way, uh, that's rolling out. You can toggle it on and off if it doesn't work for you or just is annoying, which I could see how it could be annoying if, it, if, if there's false detection. So, yeah, like I said, compressed week, but like big Windows 11 announcements, big Xbox announcements. And so uh, there's a bunch of questions this week, including we also had an Apple event, which we cannot ignore. And I'm not going to dive into that because there's better places to get that information. But either way, Apple have their event, new watch, new phone. 
and new software coming. So uh, on to the questions of the week. Greg Hudson says, any news on the availability of the Microsoft Voltaire ARM development device? Microsoft will be having a fall event here in the next few weeks. I don't know the exact dates yet. Um, but they are planning to have a Surface event, and I believe it's more than likely going to be tied into the Windows 11 H2 release. And so that is the next best guess when we will get access or information about it. If it doesn't happen at that event, then Ignite is also coming up. And so one of those two times is when we should hear about it. If we don't hear about it at either one of those events, I would be getting nervous. But that's that's when we should be hearing about it. Matt O'Bear coming in says, with all the drama surrounding Sony in the ABK deal and Call of Duty, what are the chances of Sony blocking the deal? If that happens, how can Microsoft counter the block? Uh, okay, so a couple things here. One, Sony itself cannot specifically block the transaction. What will be really interesting here, I what I personally, this is what I personally think is going to happen, is that Microsoft is going to run into headaches and roadblocks with a lot of different agencies, and they are going to have to give concessions. They're not just going to be able to walk in, buy it, and then do whatever they want. They're going to have to make some sort of agreements with the industry and with more than likely specifically about Call of Duty and its availability for the long term to be able to close this acquisition. I think that is how it's going to happen. Now, Sony itself cannot specifically block it. What they're doing is they're lobbying things like the UK, uh, the US government, and the EU, and I'm sure there's other agencies that they're lobbying. Uh, the Brazil, we saw that too, where Sony is coming in and like really putting pressure to have those agencies block or restrict the transaction. I still personally think that this will go through. I think Microsoft has a justifiable case. That being said, they will not get it just walk through the doors and, and drop down the money. They will have to make some pretty significant concessions about the long-term availability of these products. So I don't think Sony will be able to block it itself. Well, Sony specifically can't, but I think that they will lobby as much as they possibly can to get their ways because they already came out, Jim Ryan came out and was like, well, we got three extra years on top of whatever the, the contract is. He's like, that's ah, not good enough. Let's be clear. Sony will never be happy unless this deal falls apart and then Sony buys it somehow. Uh, that's the only way Sony would ever be be happy with it. So, uh, Miggy says, today I want to know your opinion. What is your favorite Windows start menu? If you had to select one Windows interface, which one would you choose? Without a doubt, to the day it's done, Windows 7. I'm a big, just Windows 7, I feel like, just got it right. I, the Again, my company makes this product, so casually, you know, take it with a grain of salt. We make a product called Start 11 that allows you to bring back those style start menus. We actually created our own that we call, it's like a modern start menu, which is effectively the start, uh, Windows 7 style, but modernized so it looks a little better, rounded edges, that sort of thing. That is that is my ideal and optimal thing. I to this day, and probably until my until they bury me in the ground, I will have my start button in the bottom left corner. I will have my icons centered on the taskbar, ungrouped, and I will use that modern slash Windows 7 style start menu. That that is just to me that's the optimal arrangement. That is that is what I want. That is where I'm most productive. That is how I enjoy using Windows. Uh, as as nature intended, and I think that's where it should be. And I, getting beyond that is tough. I, I, it, it's funny. Uh, just I, Windows 11 is there's obviously was a lot of talk over the past few weeks, but the moving start menu in Windows 11 natively, like where it's in the center, I, I can't deal with that because it's it's not. You go to click it and or even open it, and it's in different spots. It just it it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Uh, and then we have Mr. PKI wrapping it up. He said, here's a fun one to end this week. He loves these fun end questions. Teams has been very popular on TikTok. Uh, that is, so caveat, I, I, I am not a talker. 
TikToker. I, I barely ever open that. I don't even think I have it on my current phone, but just keep that in mind. This week, as many people are surprised and concerned that companies can have full access to all their messages and chats without their knowledge. Can you share more on what type of functionality is available to Teams administrators? Yes, I can. Everything. Here's the re here's the deal, folks. If you are using a corporate purchased corporate owned laptop, phone, piece of software, you should absolutely 100% without any doubt assume that they can read every single email that you sent, every single thing that is typed on that machine, and every single message that is sent, even if it's on your own platform. Meaning, if you're using a corporate device and you log into Gmail, your personal email on your corporate device, do not assume that message is private. Don't assume it. Do it on your own stuff. Now, specifically when it comes to team, uh, literally everything depending on how they have it configured. Because here's the deal. Because it's a corporate-owned messaging system, because they can be sued, and because e-discovery, which is electronic discovery of messages and everything else, look at like Twitter and Elon Musk, that sort of thing, it, it has to be archived and accessible. Now, this doesn't mean that uh, Jim in IT is sitting there with a, a monitor open just watching every single message that you type that is coming off of your machine. In theory, that can be done, but it's a waste of time and resources when you have hundreds of tens of thousands of whatever. If you have more than two people in your company, it's just a waste of time. But what they can do is if the lawyers come and say, look, uh, Chris in accounting is doing something funky that it admin can go in and pull chat logs and pull conversations and messages and see what you have done inside of teams that is a thing and they have to do it because they're legally liable for it so i don't know it, it shouldn't come as a surprise if you don't own the platform some people can look at it now it gets a little dicey when you talk about things like signal but even facebook assume that everybody's reading it twitter dms assume that everybody's reading it uh instagram dms assume that everybody's reading it that is just how this stuff works if it's a message on a server somebody can get access to it so there you go there's my rant if you want to be private have an in-person conversation don't call them don't email them. Just walk on over. I know it, I know it's ridiculous to have a face-to-face -face conversation, but that is the most secure and private way to have a conversation these days. So it's a good question, Mr. PK, because I feel and more than likely because I believe personal opinion, but I'm sure there's data support this that TikTok skews towards a younger demographic, generally speaking. And that younger demographic assumes that a lot of things are private when in fact they are not, because they that that it's one-on-one. -on -one. It's not sitting on a server, but in fact, it is. So there you go, my friends. Like I said, it was a shorter week, but bigger announcements. We we had the Apple event. Uh, Google also announced event. Meta announced events. We're gonna get, we'll hear about Microsoft's event here soon. I'm I'm sure of it. And so there are things coming down the pipeline. We're heading towards the busiest time of tech. September, October, and all that good stuff. And so, as always, my friends, make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me. <laughs>